Who are you going to call when your bus driver swerves to miss a roo on a bush track out the back of nowhere and stacks it, and you've got a heap of badly injured passengers lying in the road? Well, if you're lucky, it'll be the fellas from the Springvale Mines Rescue Team. G'day, Mines Rescue. Can you see me? The team's arriving at the crash behind me. That Springvale team captain, Troy Standing, you can hear, is assessing the accident. There's people hanging out of a bus. There's one bloke that looks dead, another fella with a rod of metal through his arm, and a number of women who are badly injured and not happy about it. Sounds like they're in shock. It's amazing to watch because the team really do act as one unit, methodically moving through the crash site, using all their training, the captain, assigning tasks to the squad and taking notes. The Springvale Mines Rescue Team are currently competing at the Malabin Mines Rescue Station up the road from Mudgee against nine other local teams as part of the Western Mines Rescue Competition. And I should mention, you're listening to the Mining and Energy Union podcast. I'm Tim Brunero. Look, we might return to this bus crash because I want you to meet the team. Yeah, we've got um, six team members. We've got a captain, Troy Standing, um, vice-captain myself. And then we've got a number three man, Luke Smith. We've got a four man, Nick Moston, five man, Gab Monaghan, six man, Jason McKenzie. Um, each member in the team plays a specific role or a part. First aiders, stretcher carriers, um, ventilation experts and route markers. That's Mark Jenko Jenkins, vice-captain of Springvale. He's been a brigadesman for 22 years. So, you've met the boys from Springvale, but who are they up against? We have uh, three teams from Lithgow, the underground teams, Airlie, Springvale and Clarence. We have uh, three underground teams from the Malabin region, which is the Malabin Underground, Newland West and Newland Underground. We have one underground team from the Gunnedah district, which is Narrabri Coal Operations. And we also have three open cut teams here today from the Malabin area, which is Wilpenjong, Yulin Surface Operations and Malabin Opencut. That's Mark Delbo. He heads up Mines Rescue in the Western Region. I asked Mark about the day. Some of the disciplines that we have over the day would be fire and caber. We have road crash rescue, vertical rescue, confined space rescue for our open cut, and then we also have a dedicated underground event which has three events in one. This year we were lucky enough to go to Yulin Underground who sponsored the underground trip for us. I asked Mark why they have competitions. We want to stress our people uh, and we want to see how far that we can push our people. Obviously, this is a simulated um, emergency uh, event. We can't potentially do a real event uh, and we want to make sure that if we simulate it, we make it harder than our normal training so that we know if there is a real event that these people will be able to do what they need to do to, to save others. All right, well, let's get back to that bus crash. I asked Jenko to describe the scene. There's a, a mine bus that's been in a, like a vehicle accident. Um, there's about six or seven casualties in the, in the incident and it's all about the triage and you know how the captain assesses the ha- safety and hazards of the situation and then directs his team to manage the casualties. Luke Smith, an experienced member of the team and Longwall deputy at Springvale, 
says remaining calm is paramount. We triage the patients, so it's obviously the severity from worse injured to the least injured. If you do have those one patient that's sitting there and they're, they're screaming their lungs out, you know that, yes, they might be injured, but they are capable of, um, you know, sitting there patiently. But it's at the time where you do have those patients that are silent and they're the ones that need the most assistance. So the captain makes that call of who we treat first and where we can get patients to help other people at the time. That's what we do. Next up, it's an underground fire. The Malabar Mines Rescue Station has a network of shipping containers which can simulate an underground environment. The fellas don their caver breathing apparatus. Luke Smith describes the scene. There was a boot end fire, there was, a, there was one person missing. Get our caber suits on first, so they'll pre-use checks on that. So then we were assigned to roll out the firefighting gear and equipment and then go into the containers and fight the fire from a fresh air side. Uh, we managed to put the fire out at the time, it was raging. Um, we then proceeded on to, um, to the missing person by our captain's call. We then um, got the stretcher, we then got the person back to a point of safety. Nick Moston is relatively new to the team. We had a container on fire, we had a missing man in there, so we uh, had four people get their cabers on. They suited up, got ready, while they were getting ready we were running hoses out, checking comms, got the gas monitor, got the stretcher ready, got water on when the cabers were all, they're all cabered up and Don ready to go. Got water on and went and attacked the fire, they attacked the fire, put it out, then they went and searched for the man, found the man, and we got the stretcher into him, they loaded him up, brought him out. I asked Luke the most difficult part of the task. Uh, remaining line of sight when you're um, in a dark environment like that, you've got fully pressured um, firefighting lines, you know, there's limited people in there, you know, so it does become a struggle at times where hoses are getting caught, visibility's limited, but, you know, you do your best to your ability and, and your strengths of, you know, each team member. At the end of the task, the captain prepares to hand over to other emergency responders. Soon it was time for the Springvale team to go underground. Mines Rescue has received an emergency call from Yulin Underground. Initial reports from the mine are that a large stack of uh, discarded tyres in the belt box cut caught fire following some hot work. A surface ERT team from Yulin Surface Operations has controlled the fire, however large amounts of smoke are continuing to make their way into the belt drift. But the team need to check all their equipment before they go anywhere. The key event needs to be checked. You've got your six BG4s, you've got your six rescuers, your cap lamps, you've got your face masks, they have not been gooped up. They need to be gooped up by you guys. You've got your care vent, your gas detector, captain's folder, uh, trauma pack, route markers. The gas detector hasn't been turned on, so it needs to be turned on and checked. The care vent needs to be checked. Before we go underground, we check our BG4s. We go through a whole thing. We check it so we know it's safe for us to use. We don't want to get so far underground. It fails, and then our whole team has to come out and have to send a new team in to go do the same scenario. Or so when we uh, do the kits and we're checking them out, the BG4s, we're yelling it out, so we're all in our own steps, so we know. And if we jump a step or we miss one, someone might go, oh, 
you, you just go back and do to quickly do that. It's just a lot easier than just doing it quietly because you might miss three steps, you might miss one, you might forget something totally. The most intimidating piece of equipment is the BG4 breathing apparatus, which looks like a giant astronaut's backpack with lots of internal compartments and parts. The BG4s are a long duration oxygen generating breathing apparatus. We use them for two hours. We can extend that use to three hours, but they are an actual four hour unit. So they're a long duration, which gives us a lot more time in the suit so that we can go searching for people if it's required. Nick Moston describes what happened when the team headed underground. Yeah, so the underground scenario, the first one, we went underground, we were looking, uh, we found a Sherla, she was trapped underneath a cable station. So we lifted it with airbags while we were doing first aid on her, secured her. Next scenario, we went looking for a deputy, found him at another cable station. We had to do first aid, put cable on him. The team soon returned to the surface to reflect on the day. Mark Jenko Jenkins says it's good to be back competing. Today's a really good day because it gives you a chance to um, you know, practice all your skills under a bit of a stressful environment. Um, we haven't competed because of COVID for the last probably two years, so this is our first comp back you know, from a, a bit of time off. We've still been training through the COVID period, but yeah, it's, a, it's good to be back and, and competing again. Nick Moston also enjoyed the challenge. It's been a really good day. Like I said, my first ever uh, event like this and I couldn't enjoy it anymore. Luke Smith summed up the day. You learn more in one day than what you do in 12 months worth of training. Well, after a full day of competing, we learn the results. Springvale's Troy Standing took out the best underground captain and best open cut captain was Colby Leach from Yulin Surface Operations. His team also took out best open cut team. Airly took out the best underground team and will now go on to compete at the Nationals in October in the Illawarra. That's all for this episode of the Mining and Energy Union podcast. Talk to you next time.